You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape, podcast episode number 229. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, how to find a quality protein bar and the top reasons for getting unmotivated and how to overcome them to stay on track to your best body ever. Hopefully, you've already had a chance to go and download the stretch sheet over there at fitgirlguide.blogspot.com, and those are a lot of really good solid stretches that you can use for any workout, and with everybody going back to school about now, they're also good stretches to start teaching your kids, because inevitably, they'll be involved in sports, and you want to make sure they know how to do their stretches correctly. Unfortunately, not all coaches or phys ed teachers know all the current up-to-date um, forms for stretching. Sometimes they're still using the old forms from the 70s or 80s or things that we know are not as beneficial now. So again, it's a good reference point. Now, hopefully your kids are already getting taught the right way, but just in case, it's always good to have on hand. To a close, it's time to kind of reevaluate your goals and see what you've accomplished. And Maybe you've not accomplished as much as you'd like. Yeah, summer is a busy time, but uh, maybe it's time right now to buckle down. A lot of times we get back to, like I said, school, and it's easier to keep on a schedule, and therefore it's easier to arrange your workouts. Of course, the other side can happen too, where you're so busy you can't get the workouts in. But the point is that if you have a schedule and you plan, you can at least plan to get five or 10 minutes worth of exercise in. And I know it doesn't sound like much, but when you add it up over the course of time, it is, and at least you're maintaining your body. I mean, sure, you're not gonna make huge leaps in progress, but you're gonna at least maintain what you've worked for. So let's make that the first goal for this new uh, season, I guess, and then go ahead and pinpoint the goals that you want to accomplish between now and the end of the year. Because yes, the end of the year is fast approaching too. Now you still have some time to give me your input on the summer survey. That is at the fitnessmakeover.com website. Just click on that and take that away. Um, feel free to pass it on to your friends. And it's true that before you know it, it's going to be time for those New Year's resolutions again. So start thinking about what you had for last year and how far you've come on this one. Now that's actually going to kind of take us into our next segment and this one is for training and I'm going to give you a challenge but I'm going to wait till we get to the uh, end of this section to let you know what that challenge is going to be and right now we're going to kind of reference some of the um, survey results because there's some other interesting things I know we went over some of them last time but I just kind of wanted to point some things out and see if maybe you qualify as one of these types of people and maybe we can do something about it so that you can have full success next year. Now, remember of those th that have completed the survey so far, um, most people are frustrated with little or no results and they have a lack of motivation. Now, the areas that needed the most help or most people needed help in were motivation first, training second, and nutrition third which is always funny because when people talk to me, it's always 
the complete opposite. <laughs> Anyways, um, as we continue with the majority, most of you said that you could exercise between three and seven days a week for 45 to 60 minutes. But then you also said that you've been working on your goals for several years or even forever. So it's no wonder you would be frustrated. I mean, if you have the ability to work out three to seven days for 45 to 60 minutes, you should already be in the shape that you want. So that right there should be telling you that, you know what, either you're not realistic about the number of days that you can work out or that you are not working out on the days that you can. And you're also not doing the right program because the right program should have gotten you in shape if you were doing it three days a week for 30 minutes. That's what most of the people do with the fitness makeover program. Some of them add some cardio onto the end to, um, you know, increase the the rate at which they lose weight, but all in all, definitely 45 minutes, three days a week should be more than enough to get you in shape. So it's time to take a look at maybe your schedule, your calendar, or how realistic you're being about getting your workouts in, or what are your excuses for not getting your workouts in. Now, it seems to me that most people have the time and the resources to get in shape and motivation is always the biggest obstacle. Now the problem with motivation is, you know, it's, it's not concrete, it's, it's not tangible. Now with training, you know that you can either do something or you don't do something. And same thing with nutrition. You either eat it or you don't eat it. So it's pretty clear cut. But what does motivation really mean and how do you keep it? And we're going to go over that in our motivation section today, but I just wanted to point out that it kind of seemed strange to me that most of you say fitness or losing weight or getting in shape is important to you, but then you're not motivated to do it. So what does that really mean? When you think about motivation, are you motivated to get dressed every morning? Well, maybe, maybe not, but you have to do it anyway, right? Isn't that the same as getting in shape? So would you say that you're more motivated to get dressed than you are to get in shape? I don't think so. I think you really, really want to get in shape. It's just sometimes you just have to do it when you don't feel like it, just like getting dressed. Same thing with brushing your teeth. You know, you're committed to brushing your teeth every day, maybe twice, maybe three times a day. And do you see, think that you're more motivated to do that than what you need to do to get in shape? Yeah, I didn't think so. So it's kind of forming that thought line that, hey, this is important to me. And whether I want to do it or not, I want the end result. And I think that's a lot of times the, the brushing of your teeth. That's why you do it. You want the end result. You want to have nice teeth. You don't want to have them black and rotted and disgusting. So you brush them. And it's the same thing with working out. You may not want to do it. You may be too tired to do it, but you know you have to do it so that you can feel better, look better, and stay strong. Now, when you think about this, you think, are you more motivated to get dressed and brush your teeth than losing weight? Well, probably not. So, you know, what's the deal? The, the deal is habits. The difference is habits. You don't think about getting dressed or brushing your teeth. You just do it. It's a habit. Yet, you'll sit there and debate how long about going to the gym. And a lot of times, you might even talk yourself out of it. Or you go and do the same exercises over and over and over but you're still not seeing changes. So remember, if you're working out for more than, say, two months and you're not seeing any changes, whether it be strength increase, um, flexibility increase, endurance increase, weight loss, inches, 
something should change within the first two months. If not, you got to change your program. Now, if you were doing all that, going to the gym and kind of doing the same thing, yeah, you'd get frustrated if you didn't get results. And that makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is how many people go to the gym, don't get results, and are frustrated, but keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. I think somewhere that's the definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Now, one of the things that's not so easy to do when it comes to getting in shape is to take that leap of faith and do something different. Do something that you've never done before. You know, you, you don't know how your body's going to react to it. Um, basically, it's leaving your comfort zone. Now, you may need to get help from someone or you may need to just take the step and or even find someone who has been in your situation and has accomplished what you want to accomplish. So these are all different ways of telling you that, you know what, if you're not where you want to be, it's time to change, time to do something different. And that's why I'm going to give you a challenge for your training segment today. And the challenge here is for you to do no cardio. That's right, no cardio. And what that means is for the next two weeks or however long it takes me to get the next podcast out, um, I want you to do no cardio, but I want you to focus on your weight training. And here's how I want you to do it. I want your weight training to be cardiovascular because I want you to do certain exercises that you don't rest between. So basically, it's weight training, but it's nonstop movement. And you will get your heart rate up and you will sweat and you will be working that cardiovascular system, it's just going to be totally different than just sitting there going around on the bike or the treadmill or the elliptical. Now, I'm also going to give you a couple of workouts to do. So when you go to the fitgirlguy.blogspot.com, you can download those there. And I'll probably put them on the fitnessmakeover.com homepage too, just to make life easy for you. And that way you can print those out. It's a workout log. You can be accountable for it. And you can also at the end of the two weeks or so, take a look at those sheets and say, oh, I was consistent or no, I wasn't consistent because with those sheets, you need to write down the date, the weight you're using and the number of repetitions. And you should see some changes in the weights that you're using. Now, if you want to weigh yourself fine, but I would say take your measurements at the very least measure your hips or your waist because those are the things that usually change first. And see how it feels to do something that is completely foreign to what you're used to. And you might actually find that, you know, you get better results in less time. Even if you don't get huge results, you're still going to be gaining some strength. You're still going to be boosting your metabolism a heck of a lot more than you ever would by just doing cardio. All right. so. I'll put some more details of that on the website and all you got to do is just go download the logs, do the workouts and see your body change. Actually, there is one more thing you have to do and that would be to contact me on Facebook or email or whatever to let me know your results. Now, something that's going to help your results would be keeping your nutrition in line, which means making sure that you're having your meals throughout the day. Now, what happens when you get stuck somewhere and you don't have any way to have a meal? Well, having a protein bar on hand in your desk, in your purse, in your gym bag, whatever, is always a really good idea because sometimes you never know 
and you don't want to miss a meal and you don't want to mess up your metabolism because when you miss meals, well, that slows down your metabolism. Now, obviously there are a ton of nutrition bars out there and some will call themselves high protein or some will say they have more protein and you know, you have to look at the numbers to really know. And what are the numbers? Well, I'm going to tell you about that. But first, let me remind you why protein is so important. Not only because it helps to rebuild your muscle, but also it helps to suppress your appetite. And it also slows the digestion of whatever you're eating if you add it you know, with the protein. Um, and that's going to help maintain your steady blood sugar levels, which is going to help with your fat loss. So basically, always trying to keep your blood sugar levels steady by feeding yourself throughout the day and that way your body will understand that it's okay to let go of fat. When you starve yourself, or if you, even, if, even if you're not hungry, when you eat less or you eat less frequently, your body naturally holds on to fat. Okay, it, it deems that as its long-term storage, so that's why it's so important to have those smaller meals throughout the day. Breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. I mean, somewhere in between. There's not a lot, it's just getting it consistent. And that way your body gets used to that and it'll start letting go of fat because it's going to know that food is coming on a regular basis. Now, protein also helps to keep a lot of cravings away. And it also helps with weight loss because it's going to make you feel more full. Now, of course, when you feel more full, you're probably more uh, able to stick to a meal plan. And then that way you end up seeing better success with your weight loss if that is, of course, your goal. Of course, if your goal is to get lean or drop a few pounds or uh, to build muscle, you need that protein for the same reasons. You need it to rebuild your muscles, to make sure that you can recover from your workouts, and also to keep your metabolism going. Now, if you're on the run, what do you do? Okay, so we have all these different protein bars, and they're a perfect solution, but they're not all equal. I've posted on the blog site um, some of my personal favorites, and I'll be honest with you, not all of them taste great. Some of them are just kind of bland, um, but you know what? They've got the numbers, and they'll keep me going through the day if I need them. Now, you definitely want to look for ones that are higher in protein and lower in carbs, and some of them are deemed meal replacements or energy bars you know, or protein bars. Um, but I'm going to give you the right criteria to look for so that you know that this particular protein bar or whatever it's called is going to be right for your metabolism, which means it's going to actually help keep those blood sugar levels steady, keep you on track, and not be just almost the same as a candy bar because some of them really are almost as much sugar as that. So the first thing to check is the carb to protein ratio. Yes, of course, you have to read labels. You should have known that. Um, there should be more than twice the carb grams to protein, or I should say no more than twice the carb grams to protein. So that means if you look on your label and it says this bar has 10 grams of protein and it says it's got 30 grams of carbs or more, that's bad. You don't want to have that one. Now, if you look at it and it's 10 grams of protein and it has 20 grams of carbs or less, then that would be a good choice. So just think of whatever your protein is, it should not be more than double. So your max would be double the protein grams for your carb grams. The next thing you're going to want to do is, well, check the first few ingredients. 
you should be able to pronounce them. And if you can't pronounce them, you should be able to identify what they are. Now, the next thing you want to check for is the actual protein source. Now, there are some that are good and some that are not so good. The best ones for protein would be whey, egg white, egg. And for some people, soy is maybe good. But to be honest with you, it's, it's not really good for women. I know, I know for some reason they're always touting soy as being the better one, but it's really not for women. Um, it will definitely tend to make you hold or retain water. Um, it releases more estrogen. It's definitely not the choice if you're trying to um, lose weight. And remember, there's a difference between eating to lose weight or to get lean versus just eating to be healthy. So make that decision based on what your goals are. But whey, egg white, and egg are going to be the best protein sources to look for as far as ingredients in a protein bar. Now, the other thing is their fiber in this bar. And usually if you look under the total carbs section of the label, you'll see how much fiber. Now, even two grams of fiber can have a positive impact on your metabolism, on your blood sugar levels, on your feeling of fullness. So keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a lot, just a little bit. Now, how much sugar? Well, to be honest with you, by this time, if you've gone through these criteria, or even just the first one, you're going to know there's not going to be a lot of sugar in there, but it's worth a look anyway. So again, you might have to look under the carb total on that section of the label, but it should be less than half the total carbs. You don't want all your carbs coming from sugar. So you want to make sure that that is less than half the total carbs. And a lot of the carbs will come from your fat source, which is what we're about to check now. You're next going to check your total fat grams. And the fat grams should be less than the protein grams. There are some bars that are kind of reversed like that, but your fat and protein should be, I would say, the same at, at worst. At best, you're going to have more protein and less fat grams. And then, of course, when we're talking about fat, your trans fats should be zero, zip, none, none of it. So those are, there are actually seven criteria for how to choose a protein bar. Again, I put um, a list of some of the bars that I like on the blog, but um, everybody has different tastes, and of course there are so many different bars out there and different flavors and such that, um, you know, there might be something in your area that's not even available here. So if you find some bars that fit that criteria, I would really like you to go ahead and post it on Facebook, maybe even the ones that are your, your favorite, or you can comment to this episode on the blog and share it with us because I'm sure there's plenty of things that um, I've not tried just because I don't really know. So share your favorite protein bars either on the blog or on the Facebook or even email me either way. Um, so this way at least you'll have a plan of attack so that if you ever get stuck and unable to get a meal or feeding in, you're not going to risk screwing up your metabolism because you'll be prepared with your protein bar. Now, in getting back to motivation, because everybody seems to be very unmotivated or have issues with the lack of motivation, um, do you ever really wonder why you get unmotivated? I mean, what does it really mean to you? Does it mean that you're just being lazy? Does it mean you don't know what to do? I mean, there's so many different theories that we're going to take a look at a few of them and see if that might apply to you. And if it does, we're going to try to fix it. 
Now I want you to take a couple seconds next time you're driving or maybe if you're doing cardio before you start your no cardio challenge, um, think about why you get unmotivated, how you feel when you feel unmotivated. How would you clarify that if you had to explain to someone what that meant? Now, of course, there's lots of theories on why people get unmotivated. A lot of times it's by not knowing what to do. So they're afraid of trying and making themselves look silly. And sometimes it's a lack of clarity. Now, if that's the case, we can do a power makeover and get you right on track. Now, speaking of a lack of clarity about what you really want, you may want to get in shape or you may want to lose weight, but those are so vague, they really don't allow you to focus on any sort of plan to accomplish those objectives. So when you are setting your goals, you know they have to be realistic and specific. And if you can't picture what you want and be able to put it into words, then you really can't plan for it. So the picture should be in your head of what you want to accomplish, whether it's um, lifting a certain amount of weight, doing a certain bench press, um, or getting into a certain size dress or shoe or anything else, but basically something that is concrete like that. Now, your mind and your body really do not want to leave their comfort zone. And you probably figured that out by now. But that's why you keep doing the same things over and over and get no results because you, your body just naturally doesn't want to change. And neither does your mind. Your mind is always wary of things that are new. But for things to change, meaning your body, your habits, you and your approach needs to change. The methods you use need to change. And this can cause a lot of conflict with your mind and your body. And this is usually why things happen like you, you blow your diet, um, you skip workouts, uh, because subconsciously your mind and body are trying to sabotage you so they don't have to change their ways or they don't have to leave their comfort zone. You know, they want to stay as everything has always been. So if you've ever said to yourself, I don't know why I lose motivation, then you know what? Then this is you. Yours is probably the lack of clarity. Now, if you're unclear about what you want to accomplish, then how are you going to have motivation to do it? You're not going to have the motivation to take action because your mind and body would rather stay right here on the couch with your potato chips. They definitely don't want to get up, change clothes, and go to the gym. But you can change that. You can change that mindset. And to change it, you need to be specific and realistic and have a really clear vision of what you want to look like or what you see as success. Because success means different things to different people. For one person, it could be getting into a size 10 dress. For another person, it could be walking upstairs. So, I mean, it, whatever it is to you, and you can visualize yourself. Now, those are both specific and realistic as far as goals go. And sometimes you might have to break it down into little goals that are not the huge ones. Not, I need, I want, or I want to lose 100 pounds. You don't, you don't want to say I need to. You want to lose 100 pounds. But maybe you need to say I want to stay consistent on an exercise program three times a week for 20 minutes. Now that's specific, that's realistic, and that's ultimately going to get you to that final goal of losing the weight. Now your time frame for completion, you should have one. It, don't worry about if you don't make it, okay? It can be revised, but it's always a good place to start because if it's open-ended, again, there's no urgency to do the things that you need to do to get there. So don't say, I, I want to fit into a size 10 eventually. 
or next year, say a specific date by Christmas Day this year. I mean, that's that. That's very specific, and that's going to help give you that motivation to do what you have to do. Now, the other thing that can kill your motivation is not knowing what to do. Now, you may have a an end-all goal that's specific and realistic, but if you don't take the time to break it down into smaller goals, you're going to be lost. You're going to be confused, and of course you're going to be unmotivated and completely unable to take action. So you need to have a plan. You know the phrase, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So honestly, I can't tell you how many people I can't believe go to the gym without a plan. They have no idea where they're going to go and do. Oh, I'm going to do a little of this or that. And they end up doing a little cardio and some inner thigh machine, and then they leave and wonder why their body's not changing. Okay, because there's no plan. Now, if you plan, you have the ability to focus on what you need to do in the gym for that specific time, and you're going to get results. And that's why working with trainers or following specific programs are really good at getting results because you know what when you follow something and you're consistent at it and you have a plan it works but when you're haphazard willy-nilly just not even knowing what you're doing nothing's going to change it's just not going to happen it's kind of like going uh, someplace you've never been before without a map you could go without a map and it might take you three days to get there or you could have a map and it'll take you an hour i mean which were you going to do do when you go into the gym are you going to be lost or are you going to have a plan and know what you need to do and do it and get out? I mean, you don't need to spend your whole day in the gym to be in shape. Now, with fitness, you may think you know how to get in shape because you've been working out for a long time, but if you're not in shape, then you don't know how to get in shape, so you need to do something different. Sometimes what happens, too, is that you actually have a plan. You do it for a little while, and you don't reach your goals right away, so you just quit and go back to doing whatever. Well, don't do that. Use that as a reason to revise what you're doing. You definitely need to monitor, keep track of your workouts, what kind of stuff you're doing so that you'll know, okay, well, that didn't quite work as well for me as I thought it would, or, you know, maybe my body didn't respond to that. But to be honest with you, your body doesn't respond day by day. Whatever you do this week, your body's going to respond with next week. And if you're trying to lose weight, whenever you get to that stubborn plateau, that's when you need to really buckle down because your body's going to try, it's trying right then to get you back to where you were before. Okay, so it's kind of a battle of the wills between you and your body. So stick with it and you'll break through. So if you want to keep your motivation flowing steadily during each stage of your goals, as you know, as you get there all the way down to your final success, take the time to have clear plans and clear stepping stones so that you know, okay, my goal was to do the workout three times a week. I did that for a month. Now my goal is to eat more healthy and I'm going to add more salad to each meal. And you know, you can go onward and onward. Now this is the kind of stuff we go over when I do a power makeover with someone because a lot of times they don't realize that their goals are so vague that there's no way they can accomplish them. They're just so used to saying them that they don't know how to make them more specific. And that's a lot of times what the biggest obstacle is for, for them. And then of course, trying to establish a plan is foreign as well because they've never done it before. And that's understandable, but you know, there's solutions. 
hiring a trainer, um, you know, whether it's working with me or whether it's following the program that you've got at your gym or anything that kind of keeps you steady and follows a plan is going to get you in shape. Now, whether you end up working with a trainer or not, you definitely want to make sure you address some of the concerns and excuses that you've had in the past. You know, we all have this common denominator and it'll keep coming up until you recognize it and do something to change it. So whether it's writing down your excuses for not going to the gym or on the days that you're supposed to go to the gym and you don't, you write down in a journal why you didn't, kind of like confession, you might be able to actually see a pattern forming and that way you can nip it at the bud and make sure that when you feel that way, you don't use it as an excuse. When you know your excuses are coming, you can block them and you can say, forget it, I'm sticking with my plan. And that's what it's all about. When you have a plan, you're going to follow it, you're going to succeed. It's as simple as that. One last final thing. I apologize that the quality is not quite up to par as usual. Um, using a different system, still not into our house. Uh, obviously that's going to take longer than I thought, so bear with it. Hopefully it doesn't bother you as much as it does me. Something else that's been keeping me out of trouble and busy is helping my friend with her new website called totallyuniquegifts.com. And she's got a lot of really cool things there, um, chalkboard things, wood, uh, these really cute pelicans that I just got to have, um, and a few other things, and especially Christmas. There's a whole lot of Christmas stuff too, um, handmade wooden reindeers and sleds and just a whole bunch of stuff. So I'll put a link in the show notes and maybe you can head on over there, give her some encouragement, pass along the link, and that's totallyuniquegifts.com. And I think she's opening a store on Etsy too, so you can look for that too. And one little reminder about the no cardio challenge, you need to go to the fitgirlguide.blogspot.com, download those workouts, unless you have your own workouts. But either way, I want you to really focus on getting through your workouts quickly, very little rest, if any at all. You can just use the moving from one machine or one exercise to the next as your rest and see how you feel and see how your results are when you just cut out the cardio for a week or two. So I look forward to hearing and talking to you about it on the Facebook page or in the comments or wherever you want to get in contact with me. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.